audience is everything. You just need to position yourself to be the answer to their problems whenever they type that problem into YouTube. You can grow from zero. You don't have to be super creative. There is absolutely a sustainable route for anyone to just start sharing their knowledge and have that knowledge be found and position them correctly on YouTube. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, president and co-founder of Boss Babe, and your host for this episode. Now, today, I'm actually interviewing entrepreneur and YouTube star, Amy Sangster. Now, when it comes to audience growth and building a loyal following online, Natalie really is your go-to girl. But one thing that she and we have never really leveraged is actually YouTube, particularly the way that we have done Instagram. That is until this week. Now, Amy Sangster is actually Natalie's mentor and the mastermind behind our channel, Relaunch. So if you haven't already, make sure you go and check out Natalie's channel. It's literally amazing. And she's giving so many tips on Instagram. But I want to share with you a little bit background about Amy because Amy is literally a genius when it comes to YouTube. And she has launched and grown her previous company and her personal brand through a series of viral YouTube videos, making her a seven-figure entrepreneur by the time she's 23. That's how powerful YouTube is. And now Amy actually teaches her YouTube strategy through her new company, Unemployed, to small business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, and creators. Now, I am literally a total newbie to YouTube, as was Natalie. So in this interview, I make sure I get all of Amy's tips and techniques to grow and monetize your YouTube channel so that you can deal with the fear of being on camera and you can understand the benefits of overcoming that to really start and scale your business. So for those of you who listen and are just like, oh my goodness, I need to know more. We want to give you the chance to do a deeper dive on how to start and grow and monetize your YouTube channel. So we have got a very, very special training coming up. Basically, Amy and Natalie will be hosting a completely free training with all of the proven strategies that Amy's learned over the years and applied to so many creators just like us and taught them how to grow their income, positively impact their business using YouTube. So this training is for you if you want to learn why YouTube is one of the best social media platforms to start and market your business on. It's for you if you want to learn the exact strategies Amy used to launch a multiple seven-figure business with no paid advertising. It's for you if you want to learn how to rank number one in YouTube search results. If you want to understand the proven methodology to consistently gain automated leads for your business, or if you want to know how to create amazing videos and get over any tech fear. There is literally so, so much of pure value in this training. As always, you guys know at Boss Babe, we're all about helping our community build wealth and reach their unapologetic goals. And so we never hold back on you guys when it comes to a free training. So you know that we've got all the tips from Amy and you're going to get snippets of that within this episode. So like me, if this episode leaves you eager to learn more, then make sure you sign up for the training on how to scale your business through YouTube. You just need to head over to bossbabe.com forward slash grow hyphen YouTube to enroll today. Okay. So bossbabe.com forward slash grow hyphen YouTube. 
Okay, that's where you can sign up for this free training. So go do that before even this episode starts and then come back and get so many tips bring you notepad and pen because Amy and I will get into the details. And like I said, I am a complete newbie to YouTube. So if you are not used to YouTube, you're gonna have loads of takeaways. But even if you do know YouTube already, there's still so many nuggets that Amy really shares and goes into. And as always, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories, tagging me at Danielle Canty and tagging bossbabe.inc. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, Amy. I am so excited for this interview because we are going to be getting into all the details on YouTube and it really is a topic that we haven't really discussed all that much on the podcast and our audience, like I feel like they want to know so much more about this. So I'm really excited to be getting into all the nitty gritty details with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share some strategies with you guys. You've got the Instagram game down and uh, YouTube is a whole separate thing. So I'm excited to dive in. Yeah, I know. I feel like our audience knows so much about Instagram, but for a lot of people, YouTube is kind of like this, oh, what is it? How does it work? Like I watch it, but I don't create for it. So I just think there's so many ways that people and us can be leveraging it better, right? So I'd love to like start this interview by reading like you sharing your story about how YouTube helped you build your previous business, right? Because it helped you actually build a business to um, seven figures and beyond. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So if you can't tell from my hybrid accent, I'm from Australia originally. I moved to America in 2012. But when I was in Australia, I grew up, had a very regular life, and I was kind of being primed. I got good grades in school, and I was being primed to go into college and go into a career in finance. And I moved up through the ranks in a banking job, and I just really didn't vibe with it. I could not accept being told what to do, having my time and my actions dictated by someone else. And I was kind of the the problem child in school. Even though I got good grades, I didn't really have the attitude to make a good employee. So I knew really early on that I wanted to do something different with my life, but I didn't really know what that was. I was kind of like everyone else, like, oh, I don't really like this avenue, but I don't know what else is out there. And I actually began trading, funnily enough, completely separate industry to what we're going to talk about today. But I began trading because I was just desperate for answers and desperate for a different path. And my friend from high school went over to his house one day and he was trading. And I got super curious just because I was like, I need something else. I need something else. I'll learn anything. And he actually taught me to trade. And through that journey, he also taught me a bunch of other things. I'm very grateful to have met him and to have his influence on me so early He taught me how to fund my account. I had an eBay business that I used to fund that trading account. And then I just got really good at trading. And that was what initially allowed me to quit my job. And I never once thought of getting into online business, really doing YouTube or any of that. I just wanted a way to make enough money so that I didn't have to trade my time for money. So we were just successful traders. You know, we weren't working. We were young. He was able to quit his electrician's job. I was able to quit my bank job. And people really started taking note of that. And this was the time that online courses hadn't really been developed to the point that they are today. So we never even imagined creating an online course around this topic. So when people asked us for help and they're like, hey, we we noticed that you're not working anymore and we noticed that you're living quite well, like how do we do this as well? So inadvertently, we kind of ended up building this online course because we initially started teaching people in our home offices and we just realized how inefficient that was. So we're like, oh, you know what? Let's put our information online. Let's just create an online course. It was like a $30 Joomla. If anyone remembers that site, it was like the days before WordPress. It was so ugly, but we just put all our information on this Joomla site 
And it just kind of lived there for a little while, just serving our friends and family and our people in our immediate network. And the thing that really accelerated everything, my personal brand, my business, my trading career, everything was YouTube. So in the midst of going through this over the years, I met a boy. (laughs) I met a boy in America. That's how I ended up here, (laughs) of course. And I was lucky that I was able to live and work anywhere. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go travel to America, go see him. And he was a big YouTuber. So he had been doing this since he was young. And it got me really, really interested and intrigued with YouTube. So through being with him and through our relationship, I got on YouTube and I created a series of viral videos that now have over 20 million views. And that is what changed absolutely everything for me because you can have the best product or service in the world. And we got so much good feedback on our course, but we didn't have the audience yet. You know, I was just a regular person on Instagram with like 300 followers and my friends following me. And then I got on YouTube and I had an audience of 20 million people all of a sudden that were watching these videos. And overnight it went viral. I actually bought this kind of an embarrassing story now, but I bought a Lamborghini back in the day. And that was my first video. 22 year old girl buys Lamborghini. I know, I know. (laughs) Please tell me it was orange. (laughs) No, it wasn't orange. It was black. It was black. But it was it was an interesting time. But it was, we did that intentionally. We knew that that was a viral topic. Mm -hmm. It was controversial and we did all the right things. And overnight that went viral and it was on the homepage of AOL. I had all these new people suddenly taking an interest in my life and my business. And that allowed in the first year of business, that company without any marketing, we didn't know anything. We didn't have marketing prowess. We didn't do sales calls. We didn't do any of that. Purely through the reach of YouTube, we grew to seven figures in the first year of doing business with Infinite Prosperity, which was our trading education company. I love this. Yeah. So audience is everything. I know you guys at Boss Wave teach a lot about audience and YouTube is the place where you have so much organic reach. And that's why I'm such a big supporter and advocator of getting on YouTube because it is the place that gives you so much. There's a search bar in it, which Instagram doesn't have. And it just allows people to find you so much easier. So I love this. And I think as well, like, you know, a lot of people always associate YouTube, like, oh, you have to be such a creator you have to be like this really big imagination but you know coming from that trading and finance background you know which is if you look at the left and the right right yeah. <laughs> like you know stereotypically you couldn't get further apart but I think what's really and I'm really excited to be diving into I think what's really clear in the conversations that I've had with you and what I've been learning about YouTube is it there is like a very clear strategy and formula to it there Absolutely. are things that are going to make you successful and there are things that are not going to make you successful and so I'm really really excited to kind of dive into that because you talk about overnight success but we all know there's this not an, an that doesn't exist that, right? We're very strategic and <laughs> making that go viral so I just want you to kind of like for those who are fresh to YouTube or maybe even they have YouTube accounts but they're looking to grow them and really leverage them like what are some of the key things like that people need to be thinking about when they're like oh yeah I want to start a YouTube channel I want to grow my YouTube channel like where do they even begin This episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass is one of my favorite self-development platforms and I want to take a minute to talk about it because it's a place that I continue to refer back to every time I'm looking for inspiration and education. So if you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love it. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every single month. I recently enjoyed watching Anna DuVernay's class titled Reframe Your Thinking. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she walks you through how to reverse engineer a plan to defy your limits and reach the goal that you have in your vision. So not only does Masterclass have really tangible business development classes, but also includes classes in 10 other categories like food, 
home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design, so many more. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash bossbabe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash bossbabe. Masterclass.com slash bossbabe. This year, learn from the best to become the best with Masterclass. The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically cancelled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor and one of the main reasons we had effortless checkouts and an amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand, and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform and I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. Yes, <laughs> great question. And there's so much that I could talk about on this topic. I think the first thing to understand is that even in telling my story, it probably gives people this misconception that YouTube is a place that you get really creative, you put a video, it goes viral and you get lucky and you gain an audience. And that's what most people kind of think of. And they don't really understand all the different strategies and tactics that you can use on YouTube. That was an entertainment channel that I had. So essentially I was a supercar vlogger back in the day and I was just sharing my lifestyle. There was still Still a lot of strategy behind that channel, but there's also education channels. So I guess that's the first thing that I want people to understand is that it's not just a case of, oh, if I'm a big personal brand and I get lucky and I have these cool video ideas, maybe I'll blow up because I'm super interesting. There is different strategies that you can use. One is entertainment. One is education. Two very different strategies. So in an education channel, let's talk about that a little bit, because that's a little bit more accessible for people. I know that the creative channels are fun and they're interesting and the, the viral success stories are really intriguing to talk about. But really, the more sustainable route and more accessible route, I think, and probably more applicable to your audience is an education channel. So if you think about YouTube, most people think of repurposing other content. So, oh, you know, maybe I have a podcast, I'm going to throw it up on YouTube or I'm just going to repurpose some of my Instagram stories and throw them up there. And they're not really thinking of YouTube as its own separate entity. 
So one really cool feature of YouTube is that it has a search bar. And if you're anything like me, whenever you have a question about how to use a camera or how to unclog your toilet or how to start a podcast or how to grow an online business, you go to YouTube. A lot of the time, people are just searching for free information. They're searching for answers to their problems. And if you're a service-based business, you have an answer to someone's problems. You're answering your ideal client's problems. You just need to position yourself to be the answer to their problems whenever they type that problem into YouTube. So one really big part of growing an education channel on YouTube is positioning yourself within the search results so that when someone types in how to start a podcast, if you have a company that teaches people how to start podcasts, you're the first result that pops up or you're at least in that first page on the search results. And people don't really realize that they can do that even with a small channel. They're kind of intimidated by the fact that there's so many, one of the big things I hear is YouTube's so saturated. How do I stand out? And it's easy to be intimidated by all the big channels and all the people with all the views. But in reality, you don't have to, you can start from zero. You don't have to be a big channel and you can still rank for those keywords if you're intentional and if you're smart about it. So a big thing that we teach is basically a SEO strategy and a keyword strategy that allows you to rank on the first page of YouTube. Because in the beginning, if you have absolutely zero audience, your job is just to get found, to grow that channel, to bring that audience to your channel. And a big way to going about that is just to position yourself on that first page when people are typing in the problems that they're having. So even though entertainment channels is what blew up my brand and my business, the education channel strategy is actually a little bit more sustainable. People are going to YouTube asking questions. You just need to position yourself to be found. So that's kind of first and foremost, you can grow from zero. You don't have to be super creative. You don't have to have all these amazing ideas and go and buy a Lamborghini at 22 and create viral videos. There is absolutely a sustainable route for anyone to just start sharing their knowledge and have that knowledge be found and position them correctly on YouTube. Yeah, I think that's really important as well. Like a lot of people who are listening to this, a lot of our viewers will be, like you say, in that educational space. Mm -hmm. They'll have service-based businesses or they'll have product-based businesses or they'll have digital product-based businesses and really trying to be looking and leveraging this potentially to get clients or to get new customers. And I remember you talking about like how you can actually do that and how, like you say, you, you search the keywords, you look at things in the areas, but also you mentioned something that's really like, really hit me was like you were saying like getting straight to the point right mm -hmm. and about it not being fluffy and about it and that's what we love about the podcast right yeah you know, we talk a little bit about the story and we want this to be inspiring but we also want this to be to the point and so that people can kind of take notes and go okay I've actually learned something from this too yes. so like how is the best way to do that with regards like how do people go and make sure okay this is to the point I'm getting something across mm -hmm. and I'm going to create in this way do you just sit in front of your computer and see what comes out or were you like scripting and very strategic with your titles. I mean, I kind of know the answers, but I want you to explain. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go into this. So this is why repurposing content from other platforms doesn't really work because it has to be structured and formatted in a way that YouTube's algorithm appreciates. So if you think of YouTube, the goal of YouTube as a company, what would it be? To keep people on YouTube. Of course, you want more people sitting on your website all day generating that ad revenue for you. So if you can prove to YouTube as a creator that, hey, I'm doing the job that you guys want, I'm keeping people on YouTube, that's when they really start suggesting and promoting your content. So when you log into YouTube, you have that your homepage and you see different creators coming up every day. And also when you're searching and watching a video, there's that long sidebar of suggested videos. So that's what I mean when I say YouTube starts recommending and suggesting you, it starts meaning that you're showing up on people that don't know you aren't watching your content. You start showing up alongside other videos and on their homepage, which is an amazing way to grow as well. So first way to grow is search results. And second way to grow is YouTube really starting to suggest and recommend your content. 
And one of the ways that you really prove to YouTube, hey, I'm doing this job is through your watch time. So this is so important. Unfortunately, humans nowadays have the shortest attention span on planet Earth. We have so many apps and websites and things fighting for our attention. So like you said, we really have to get straight into the meat and straight into the content and start providing value to people right away in our videos so that they don't just click out of it right away because your analytics will basically show you, hey, are people watching this entire video or are they leaving right away? And if they leave right away, YouTube doesn't really want to recommend you because you're not doing a good job for them. So one thing that people typically do when they start on YouTube is they create a big, long, pretty introduction and they have their name and their logos and all of these things. And I would love to do that because I love design and branding, but unfortunately it doesn't really translate and do that job that YouTube wants because people see that and they don't know you and they just click out of it because they're not here for a pretty intro. They're here for information and to have their problems answered and solved. So first thing is consider the structure of your videos and think about it from a viewer's perspective. If you're Googling something and you want to know how to start a podcast, then you want to know the answer to that question right away. You don't want to see Danielle's pretty intro <laughs> teaching you this. You want to have the, your question answered and you want someone that's going to give you the answer to your questions very effectively and efficiently. And you also want to provide value throughout that whole video and not kind of fluff around so that they keep watching and it keeps having that valuable impact on people and they want more. Because another thing that shows YouTube that you're doing a great job of that is, oh, I've finished watching this one video. Now I'm going to click through to the other video because, oh, Danielle also has all these other videos on how to start your online business and how to grow on on ManyChat and use Facebook groups to grow your business, like all of these other topics that all are centered around online business. I want to keep binge watching this. So if you can create what we call like a binge worthy channel with content within a specific niche that people want to keep clicking through and keep watching, that's the ideal goal because people are just going to keep watching your content. Your watch time is going to keep increasing and YouTube just keeps promoting you and you keep growing to that audience. So here's a question regarding like watch time and length of videos. Mm -hmm. Is it better and does it work more strategically that you have shorter videos that people complete versus longer videos that people end up clicking out of? Like what does the algorithm favor or? So it's kind of a loaded question because Ultimately, the longer that you can hold someone's attention, the percentage that they watch is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But a video over 10 minutes has two ad breaks in it. So typically, YouTubers are pretty aware to keep their video length over 10 minutes. But you only want to do that if you're able to provide good amounts of value and actionable content within that 10 minute video. You know, you don't want to just fluff around and, and drag it out just so you get that second ad break. So if the nugget of wisdom that you're sharing within that video is only a five minute video, great. Just make it a five minute video because the goal is to hold people's attention throughout that. But ideally, if you can structure and script your videos in a way that you're over that 10 minute mark, that increases your overall watch time on your channel. And that is the key factor that YouTube is really looking at to start suggesting you. So I intend for the most part, if you look at my channel, most of my videos are over 10 minutes long because I know that if I can make videos over 10 minutes long, I also get more ad revenue for doing this and hold people's attention. That's kind of all three. If you can do all three, that's the ideal thing. But don't fluff around just to get that, to that 10 minute mark if you're not able to provide value throughout that 10 minutes. It's okay to make a five minute video. And I'm really glad that you brought up ad revenue because, you know, so many people know that growing their businesses, they can really leverage Facebook ads or Instagram ads. But what a lot of people aren't doing is leveraging not just YouTube ads, or I'm not even going to say YouTube ads, they're not leveraging their YouTube account to gain them subscribers or gain them customers, but they also the amazing thing is you also get paid by YouTube yes. to be doing that. <laughs> yes. It's insane. It is insane. So to give you some context, I 
have a lot of experience with Facebook ads. I ran that previous company for eight years. For the first four years, we didn't do anything with Facebook ads. We grew this company organically through using YouTube. And that was amazing. But we got a marketing guy on our team and he's like, you know what? Let's just hit everything. Let's do Facebook ads as well. So it was really, really interesting to see the contrast between Facebook ads and what they did for our business and the organic reach on YouTube. And over the course of the years that we did use Facebook ads, we spent half a million dollars. And through that, our reach was 8.6 million. So we spent half a million dollars to reach 8.6 million people. On our YouTube account that we were using, we had 100 million views and we actually got paid $180,000 in ad revenue to produce those videos that marketed our business. So this is why I am so damn passionate about sharing strategies to use YouTube to market your business because it's something that people don't really think of. They just think of, oh, I want to create like a lifestyle channel. That's what YouTube's for. But it's actually this incredible place where you can market your business, get paid for marketing your business, grow your personal brand at the same time, get people onto your email list and opting in. And it's all for free for one. And then once you get to a certain point, YouTube starts paying you for it. So it's like mind blowing to me that people aren't taking more advantage of this. Yeah. It feels like a complete no brainer. And I really, really know, like, I love our podcast. I know so many of our listeners, like they get in contact with me a lot after them. And I know so many of them are going to be reaching out going, oh my goodness, I want to start YouTube. But mm-hmm. they're also going to be like, I'm sold on the strategy, but okay, now the reality is like, I don't have that equipment. Like I don't have this perfect room to set it up in. Mm-hmm. Like what is actually needed to start a YouTube channel? Do you have to have the fanciest equipment? Do you have to have the best editor in the world? Again, I feel like I know the answer to these questions, <laughs> but I want to ask them because I feel like people are going to, that's going to come up for people and like, uh, it's going to be a hurdle that people want to overcome. Absolutely. And that is the big reason that people aren't utilizing this because some people are aware of this, but they're just so intimidated to get started. They think A, that they're not interesting enough. B, they're just intimidated by getting on camera and putting themselves out there as well. Like video is a whole different beast to uh, posting a picture on Instagram. So there's a lot of these scary things. And then there is, like you said, the tech element of, oh my gosh, do I have to have this amazing camera? And do I have to be a pro level editor? And it's not true at all. Of course, if you want to get creative with it, there are so many different ways that you can learn and improve and you can really go all in and edit to this really high standard and have all the amazing equipment, but it's so not necessary. There are so many channels that just use an iPhone. That's all. Like iPhone cameras nowadays are so good. We filmed myself and my partner, who's a videographer, he wanted to prove this recently. And we filmed an entire video using an iPhone. And we did all this amazing, incredible cinematic B-roll and everything purely on an iPhone. And we were like, wow, this is really great quality, actually. We're surprised. So you don't need to have all the equipment. Realistically, the content is the most important thing because some people will go out and buy the most amazing camera and they don't have any strategy behind them and they're not really providing a whole lot of value and they're not really sure of how to use YouTube, then it becomes the least important thing. You know, it's it might look beautiful, but it's not actually answering people's questions. It's not increasing your watch time. You're not showing up in search results and you have this beautiful video that you think is great, but no one else is seeing it. So definitely recommend people getting started using what they have. You don't need to go buy fancy equipment. The biggest thing to consider, I will just say on the equipment side is no one likes listening to bad audio. That is the biggest thing that will make people click out. So just ensure that you're somewhere quiet, that if you're, you can be in a room with carpet, that's great because it reduces the echo and just make sure that your audio is generally good. You can still do that using an iPhone though. 
I think that's just like really good to just kind of say like, hey, it's not always about the aesthetics of things. Yes, I, I totally appreciate audio is really important, but actually it's about the content and the value and the other pieces and rather it just being, because I think from an outside perspective, you're like, oh, YouTube, it has to be really well like produced and there's like a big production behind it mm-hmm. versus actually from the conversation that we've had and what I've been learning about YouTube, it's about so much more than that. It's about the strategy pieces. It's about like, you know, the titling, how you're getting into it, the scripting, and then actually the value that you're delivering on it is some of the key things. So thank you so much for sharing these pieces, Amy. And I also just want to just chat about like fear of video too, because this certainly has, I mean, our listeners are they know me pretty well by now. And I've always shared, like I've been, you know, a little bit more behind the scenes because I'm not necessarily as comfortable and kind of like putting my face on everything and mm-hmm. probably like have a bit of that imposter syndrome, et cetera. Like, oh, and even when we were chatting about YouTube, I was like, oh, can I do this? Like, do I yep. want to do this? And so what are things that people can really like think about and work through? Like, how have you overcome? Like, did you ever feel like fearful about putting your face on YouTube? I kind of dove right into the deep end. I didn't even realize at the time that these things were going to get as big as they got. I knew that I was trying to create a viral video and I had strategy in place to do that, but kind of wanting to do that and then having it actually happen and all of a sudden having millions of people watching your content is a very different thing. There's there's theory and then there's reality. So I'm actually really grateful that I got that opportunity so young to just kind of face the critique and face what it really feels like to have so many eyeballs on your content. Because naturally, no matter how confident you are, no matter how successful or amazing you are at sharing content, there is a fear, of course, of judgment that's built into us as humans. We're scared of what other people are going to think, especially we're scared of what if no one watches this? You know, I think that's a big thing is mm-hmm. people are just scared to get on YouTube because they're like, oh, no, it might be embarrassing if like it gets three views. First of all, if you're using a keyword strategy that we share, you're not going to have three views. You're going to start showing up in search results. So firstly, if you're being intentional about it and doing things right, that's not a concern. But secondly, it's just you have to have so much confidence in yourself and the value that you bring. And I know that most of the listeners will be people that are providing value and bringing that throughout their businesses every single day. So I kind of go back to looking at your testimonials. This is something that we do in our business every day. And I think you guys have a similar practice where you want to see the impact that you're having on people. And it gives you confidence to keep producing content. Because yes, there might be some naysayers out there and there might be some people that provide some constructive feedback, let's say, on your videos. That is part and parcel of YouTube. There's going to be comments and going to be people that are providing their unwarranted and unsolicited opinion on your video. But that's just part of success. That's part of talking to an audience. You're not going to be able to be liked by everyone and you're not going to be able to help everyone. You're just trying to help the people that you can help. You're trying to reach your ideal clients and your ideal subscribers and help them solve their problems. So you kind of have to really focus on the job that you're doing and looking at your testimonials each day and being like, wow, this is the impact that I had on someone's life. This is worth me getting over my fear right now to get on camera to potentially positively impact someone else's life. Mm. And I faced so much like with a hundred million views on that channel, naturally there's not all, it's not all positive, especially when you're producing content around supercars as a 22 year old blonde girl. So there comes a lot of judgment and critique and all of these things. And I think the biggest thing is just to come back to having a strong sense of self. And I think that's key in whatever you're doing, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're in business, whether you're on Instagram, wherever you're putting yourself out there, it's just knowing that you have valuable content and valuable advice that you can share with the world. And also that you love yourself and that you're a good person and nothing that other people say can kind of infiltrate the beliefs that you have about yourself. And YouTube is 
a really great teacher because if you don't love yourself or if you don't feel confident in yourself, it'll highlight those little things. And then it's actually been great because I'll be like, oh, that comment actually bothered me a little. I'm going to go work on this and, and kind of uncover what's behind that and why it's triggering. And now I can come back with a stronger sense of self and self-confidence. Yeah. And I really think it's important like as an entrepreneur to always practice that. And I think, yes, YouTube might bring it up or Instagram like might bring it up more than other places, but it's just so important to have this like ability to self-love and to self-soothe. And I think it's an important practice and an important habit that we all adopt as people, but particularly as entrepreneurs, because I feel like the role, it's always a roller coaster. And yep. I was actually changing <laughs> in the society yesterday and we were talking about like the, first of all, like the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and like to feel the highs that like, you've got to experience the lows and like just accepting that's a roller coaster and that is okay absolutely and secondly we did like a self-love practice and we did i am statements mm-hmm. because i think it's very very easy to kind of forget to fill your own bucket up yes. as, quite often as well as entrepreneurs like we want to be helping people want to be serving and so we give a lot away but actually it's really important to say like okay i am strong like i am loving i am caring whatever i am knowledgeable i am inspiring and we actually i always have these on my phone so i actually anyone listening if you want to do this I just grab my phone and put it as an alarm that comes up at um every single day it's like a silent alarm there's no vibration on it and there's no sound on it but the next time I look at my phone it's there and that's been a really important practice for me and I always change that I am statement Mm -hmm. to like depending on what I want support with that month but I think just like hearing you like saying that like you're going to get it but it's how you choose to overcome it and the ones that you kind of like yeah I'll listen to that and I'll take that away and I'll learn from that because it's actually a constructive criticism versus the ones that are just playing out rude and actually it's on them that behavior and it's not on you and you you just don't need to absorb that. Absolutely. And I think so many people, like as humans, what we do is we move away from pain and we move towards pleasure always. That's our default instinct as humans. So if we don't have this override within us to be able to say, you know what, I'm actually going to move toward the potential or perceived pain, which is like fear of judgment, fear of critique, all of these things, then we will always stay small. So whether it's YouTube or Instagram or just being an online business in general, putting yourself out there, you have to develop this override of, oh, this feels uncomfortable right now. I'm going to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's something that I'm always saying yeah. is because I have felt so fearful <laughs> throughout this whole journey. We all do. And people look at leaders. You look at Tony Robbins and you look at Mel Robbins and all of these people that are on stage talking to audiences of millions. And you just have this image of them that they're not scared of anything. They must have transcended fear. But when you talk to these people, they all still have the same human default reactions. They've just gotten really good at feeling the fear and going, yeah, I see you fear. That's cool. You're there. We all have it, but I'm going to do this anyway right now. And the ironic thing is fear and anxiety is also the same chemicals that produce excitement. So if you can in that moment when you're about to upload the video or get on stage or do a podcast or whatever it is that's producing this anxiety and this uncertainty, if you can shift it to, oh, actually, I'm excited. There's an unknown here. And there's with unknowns is so much opportunity and so much potential. And it's about in that moment being able to override just that default emotion. And if you follow me on YouTube, you'll see that in the past, this is why I've done crazy things like free diving with shark and sharks and skydiving and all of these things, because they get you to override the default fear response. And that's something that you have to practice. So something actionable for people to take away is whatever you're fearful of, lean into that. If you can do one thing every single day that pushes you outside of your comfort zone, then you're really training that reflex and that muscle within your mind to feel fear. And it doesn't mean that fear makes you disappear. It doesn't mean that fear makes you turn away and move toward pleasure. It means that you're actually going to move toward that. And once you start practicing that over and over, the ripple effect that it has in your life is absolutely wild. 
100% I could not agree more and it's, it's a basically like a muscle right the yes. more you practice it the more you practice doing that the more you practice like going okay is this I'm going to read this and I might read if in the past where this is an anxiety now I'm going to choose to read it and experience it as an excitement mm-hmm. like that shift in the way that you continuously flex that muscle is so so powerful so I love that you've done the uh, skydiving and the free diving with sharks as well, <laughs> really, like helping you overcome that I mean I think that's pretty cool I mean I'm yeah. not done myself I'm gonna stick with my like affirmations (laughs) on my phone right now (laughs) I do the affirmations and stuff as well but it is it's just a fun way to train that muscle because you're so scared in those moments naturally everything in your body is like turn around don't do this and that's like the pinnacle of being able to overcome that so you don't have to go free dive with shocks or skydive but whatever it is that you're scared of whether it's even just like in the youtube realm whether it's just i'm gonna film a practice video right now and i'm gonna watch it back because that's something that people are so scared of is like watching themselves on camera i know that that's something it's a big barrier for people like oh my god that's what i look like that's what i sound like oh that's really intimidating but the more you just get comfortable with it just like anything it becomes second nature so kind of an actionable takeaway is if you're someone that's a little bit scared of getting a camera like we all are, your job is just to sit down in front of a camera today and film yourself. Talk about whatever you feel comfortable, talk about whatever you know about because that'll make it a little bit easier and just say, I'm going to record a 10 minute video and I'm going to watch it back. That's like step one is just get comfortable filming, talking to a camera and just watch it back. And that ironically or unexpectedly will sometimes produce a whole lot of emotions. And you'll be like, wow, I really don't like myself on camera. Or wow, I really don't give myself enough credit for how amazing I am. You know, there can be a positive result and you can think that maybe you're not going to do so well, but then you watch it back and you're like, I'm actually pretty damn good on camera. So just getting comfortable with that habit and overriding the fear of just doing the thing is kind of something that I want people to take away is whatever you're scared of, whatever it is, especially if it's getting on camera, your job today is to go and do that thing. I love that. I always say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. If you're an entrepreneur, you guys know this. The whole journey is uncomfortable. (laughs) We just become good at overriding that default fear response and keeping on going and leaning into all the discomfort that comes with it. Because from that and from the challenges comes so much growth and so many incredible things that we would never have the opportunity to experience or to share or to achieve if we just let fear get in the way and stayed in our comfort zone. 100%. Well, listen, Amy, this has been the most amazing interview. Like I feel like we've done the strategy, we've done the like emotional and mindset side. So thank you so much. I feel like people are going to be like writing so many notes on this. So tell us where we can find you, where people can look you up and find out a little bit more about you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. I wish that I could share everything that I know in a 30-minute chat with you, but there is so much more that goes into it. And if anyone wants to learn more about that, you can find more information on unemployedmovement.com. And we have a free course that you can go through and see if YouTube's something that you're interested in, or we have an eight-week deep dive into all the strategy, how to rank on the first page of YouTube and how to really start growing and using YouTube to market your business for free. So we have both of those options. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my handle is amysangster53. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to put a link in the show notes as well, Amy. So thank you for sharing those details and thank you for sharing your wisdom. And as always, please tag us with your favorite takeaways from today's episode. Along with Amy, tag myself at Danielle Canty and tag Boss Babe at bossbabe.inc. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were. And I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. 
to say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of the Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossbabe.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag the Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. <laughs>